CorporalNetwork.com. This episode of The Tome Show is brought to you by listeners like you. Thanks for using the Tome's Amazon and D&D Classics affiliate links. Welcome to the Tome Book Club. Tome is a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome host, Tracy Hurley. And I'm your co-host, Jeff Greiner. In each book club episode, we discuss one D&D-related book, spoilers be damned, in full book club style, and our book this time around is the third in our one-a-month non-D&D book series. This time it was my pick, and I chose Furies of Calderon by Jim Butcher, who's well-known for the... Um, the Dresden file series and ended up writing a fantasy series as well. And we thought we'd check it out. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the book Furies of Calderon by Jim Butcher. And at first I want to talk a little bit about the history of the book in case anybody out there has an interest in the book, but hasn't heard of the story that this book was written on a bet. Um, it was the, was it like, I think I saw it was the Del Rey online writers workshop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And somebody there bet Jim Butcher that he, that you know he couldn't mash up uh, a lame idea into a good story, and and he took the bet, and the, the lame idea that he needed the lame ideas he needed to mash up was uh, the Roman Empire, the fall of the Roman Empire, and um, Pokemon, and this is the book that he came up with, and he liked it so much he's turned it into a series, and I, I believe there's supposed to be what seven books in the series when it's done. Uh, I think so, or, if, or is it six? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's six books now. Uh, it looks like, yeah, I'm seeing six books now. And the series is called. Oh, I'm g- g- good question. The Codex Alera, or the yeah, the Codex Alera. Right, and Alera is the was it the name of the continent or I something? Think, or I think I think Alera is the, the name of the kingdom that that is the Rome equivalent, isn't it? I couldn't remember. Uh, I, well, I looked it up on Wikipedia earlier. Yeah, I think that's the name of the kingdom that that is the equivalent of Rome. Yeah, the empire known as the Alaran Empire. Yeah, and which is where the story takes place. Yes, well, kind of. It kind of takes place. This story takes place sort of on the outskirts of the empire in a valley called Calderon, uh, and they've built this whole world where uh, everybody, pretty much in the entire empire, has access to magic because of the they've bonded with furies, or sort of these these uh, elementals creatures, um, and that they. You know, or young in life, they all learn how to manipulate to some degree, right? Some people are really good at it. Some people are just, um, you know, dabble, I guess, or whatever. Um, and so everybody has magic within the Empire. Now, I got the impression that that wasn't true everywhere. Like, that was something unique to Alara, Because, like, the Marat don't have it. And that's the, the barbarian hordes from the north, yeah. right? Yeah, I think they, they do but, something with totems. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, they have different totems and all that that link with animals. A more animalistic, animist mm. style. Although it's interesting because as much as we talk about them having you know animal totems and and it being animist, they also seem to worship something that is just referred to as the one. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, and and Tavi, who is our one of our main characters, a young boy, what fifteen years old, 
who has never developed fury crafting is never bonded with a fury tavi goes off with them um about halfway through the book or so um and, and is captured by them but sort of overcomes certain challenges and, and becomes yeah. accepted or whatever um uh, and where was I going with it? <laughs> what we were just talking about? Oh yeah, he he sort of mistakes their their or, or thinks their religion that when they say the one that he thinks they're talking about some sort of fury of the sun, right? Some sort of great and powerful sun god or whatever. Um, I wonder if it's not a, a an allusion to um, Christianity since we're talking about ancient Rome. Yeah, right. And the follow and the follow and the fall of Rome and all that. Right. So, I mean, the whole. Edge of the empire of the Roman Empire, the Ellen Empire, with the with the barbarian hordes, kind of make me think of when Caesar was in uh, in Brittany or in England hmm. type thing, or and also uh, the, the comics that I read when I was a kid, still do from time to time. Asterix Nobilix, where you have the small little village. Of powerful warriors, which would be the Marat, and surrounded by the the Rome, Rome would be the Alien Empire. So, I will completely back that up, having not, yeah, I mean, not you having never, that. You've never read Asterix Nobilix? Oh. No, I've never. Yeah, no. Oh. And we have a series of of characters. Um, our. Our main characters are Tavi, who we mentioned, the the young boy who um, does not have um, any fury bonded to him. Amara, who is sort of a a spy. Yeah, messenger and spy for the first Lord of Alaric. The Emperor, right? Yeah. Um, Which, yeah, and it sort of feels like they function similar to the Harpers, if I want to make a D&D connection to the Forgotten Realms, right? Yeah. Uh, except that they're working with a, the major government instead of trying to keep governments in check. Like, the motivation is different, but the, the function is fairly similar. Uh, we meet Bernard, who is the, um, what's the, Steadholder, right? right? Which is sort of their term for somebody who's running a specific, you know, estate, I guess, or, you know, I don't know. He's What's, a lord of an area. Yeah, but it's but it's a relatively small area. Like there's a yeah. count over him that rules over the whole valley, and then the yeah. count answers to the the first lord. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, Asana, who is Bernard's sister. And I had a hard time because the, in the audiobook, um, I, I, I'm obviously I'm not, I'm not seeing the spelling. And so I would sometimes confuse Amara and Asana because there's just just enough similarity in the name that it took me uh, it took me a while to figure out that they weren't the same person. Uh, even reading it, I was having trouble differentiating between the the names of the, the various uh, women, even like Odiana, which also has similar almost, spelling mm. for the names. So. Even by reading it, yeah, you know, book. But yeah, and I had I wondered if because the first time we were introduced to Asana, it was right after a chapter about Amara, and we everything that I read at that point seemed to indicate that Amara was going to be the main character of the story. Before I realized that this Tavi character was actually going to be something important, yeah. um, 
And so I just sort of thought, you know, and then and they described Asana as being older and and whatever. And so I just sort of thought that they were playing with time, right? Like the first chapter or whatever with with Amara um, almost being captured or being captured and and being betrayed by her mentor and whatever. Um, uh, Fidelius is that his name? Fidelius, yes, yeah. that's yeah. what. That's- um, or, you know, all, all of that, I sort of thought, well, maybe that was just sort of a in the past, you know, prologue sort of story. And then, yeah. then they jump forward and now she's older. And then I realized, oh, no, it's just a different character, <laughs> you know. Right. Which is, I guess, sort of indicative of my experience with the first third to half of the book. Like, I had a hard time getting into the book. Yeah. 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 It's. I was having problems getting into the character and mm-hmm. engaging with them. So, yeah, it, it didn't hook me very well at the beginning. Like the first chapter, I thought was interesting, where we were first being introduced to to Amara and and her mentor, and she was captured and and all that. Like I found that to be engaging and interesting. And then after that, it, it very quickly lost me. I don't know if that was when it went to a chapter about Tavi. It's like, why are we now learning about a sheep herder who's just herding sheep? You know, whatever. <laughs> very important that he gets a sheep. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't particularly interesting. And, and I, I found myself um, kind of losing some interest. And, and I had a hard time staying focused on this book, like at the beginning. I started it and then I went away and listened to something else for a while. And then I came back to it for a bit. And then I left again. And I just sort of went back and forth until I got about halfway through. Um, and then it was about a week ago and I'm like, oh, and I got to listen to this because <laughs> I'm running out of time. Um, and then I like – then I once I started to get everything sorted out, um, once Tavi was was taken prisoner by the, the Marat um, and that, that – so I think that, that attack, that fight in the river that had the Marat involved and um, – who's the, the bad stead holder? Cord? Yeah, cord. The cord, cord, cord was there, and and then the uh, the mentor, whose name I am going to keep forgetting, Fidelius. Fidelius, yeah. Uh, he and his group was there, and all of them sort of conflicted at the same time. You saw um, the the magic system really working, and and the, or I guess fury crafting uh, really sort of doing its thing, and what it's what it's capable of, and and that's I, I think it was that scene where things started to get interesting for me, and the story started to pick up for me. Yeah. Me was my basic the part that I liked of the book. Book is when Tavi is with the Marat, and you're learning about mm-hmm. how the Marat work and our society and all that. That yeah. I found it really interesting in the book. Yeah, I liked the ew, you're a girl. No, I'm a whelp. Yeah, <laughs> well, because that's the, like their culture, right? And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was fun to sort of see that culture shock. I also liked how they used, uh, and I know there are some some sex issues. Um, that may come up in the in our conversation, um, but I also liked how um, they attempted, at least anyway, to to sort of a, discuss those things. Right? They didn't shy away from it, um, and and they and like you know, like the nudity. Right? There was a, there was a tradition of nudity amongst women of the Marat. Of course, uh, there was. Well, you're right because there were lots of opportunities for nudity if this were to ever make it into television or HBO. Right? Yeah. Um, but, but there's a, a tradition of nudity amongst the, the Marat women's especially. And, um, towards the end when, uh, what's her, what's her name? The girl that, Katai, Katai that, yeah. that we didn't realize was a girl for a while. Yeah. The whelp. Um, yeah. The whelp. When she becomes 
a woman and she's in that first she she's there at that battle when it's all over with and whatever um and and they're talking about what she's going to wear and how she's going to dress now that she's a woman and and all that kind of stuff and she's like well i figured i would you know dress the way women do in in the marat society uh, and everybody's like, uh, yeah, but the, the, you're not there now. <laughs> like, that's not okay. You can't just run around naked. Right? But so, so I don't know that well, I. In, in particular, Tavi does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because Tavi, Tavi likes her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You, I you don't like Tavi liking eye. her? I don't. Well, not. I. I don't like her, him like thinking he can tell her what she's allowed to wear. Sure, uh, was one of it, one of the things. And then I would take more seriously some of the things that it. I I don't know the, I doesn't have the benefit of the doubt for me with like was he really trying to explore gender issues, uh, or did he just happen to sort of get it right sometimes? I don't know. After chapter upon chapter where I have to hear about the slave women and how, like, they're lucky that they're not being basically assaulted right then, it was kind of hard at the end where it seemed like it could actually be an interesting, uh, empowering story. I don't know. Well, and but at the same time, it's not like that was being glorified or anything. I mean... What do you mean? The slave women? With cord? Uh, I mean, they were clearly the bad guys. Like, they were they were horrible, but, despicable but, people doing horrible, despicable things. But it's things. also being described in a very sexy way. Okay, I mean, I, it didn't do anything for me, but no, it's not necessarily doing anything for anybody. But like, the only time we get any real kind of like horror thing is when what is it, uh, Asana? How do you pronounce her name again? Asana, yeah. Yeah, Asana is is horrified because she comes from a much more chaste background about what uh, Oceana might have to do. And then Oceana ends up saying, like, oh, but the act itself can actually be pretty pleasurable. Mm -hmm. If I forget about the fact that I'm being... (laughs) Yeah. Like, (sighs) no... Sorry. No, that's yeah. I mean, the thing is, is it's 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 like reinforcing these beliefs, in my opinion, of like that in the end, women, the women, women really want it. Oh, and see, on top, I don't know how have, well it does that because uh, what is it? Oceana, Odiana. Odiana. Because right. Odiana is so clearly incredibly messed up, right? So I don't think you can you can take Odiana and say, well, see, women really want it. No, no, crazy messed up women want it, you know, you know, or, or people who are clearly damaged, you know, by, by, uh, by her past experiences. I think more if I were being, um, judicious or nice, with, uh-huh. I would say it's just like, uh, it, it would be an attempt to say just because, uh, this is way too detailed. Um, there can be issues where people will say like, if it looked at all like you enjoyed something, even though physically it's very difficult not to have that reaction, mm-hmm. that that means you were okay with it. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really even, it didn't feel like it was actually subverting that. It just felt, and particularly also when you have the earthbending, was it on Asana? You mean fury crafting. 
very fascinating. <laughs> we, I don't, have, I we, like have, we, have we talked on the air about how much the, the story and the magic feels like uh, Airbender? I, yeah. don't, I don't know if we have on the air, but... We have no, we have not. But there was the, the one uh, case with... I think it was with Asana um, when they're in the small room with... Was it with Bernard? Um, and uh, so earth crafting can lead to a number of things, including feelings of lust. Oh, uh, uh, that was, that was Amara. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, because they ended up having feelings for each other, which seemed weird to me because she's young and he's, I thought older. Like there's a big age difference there, isn't there? Uh, I got the impression early on anyway, that there was a big age difference between the two of them. Like she was fresh out of the Academy and he was the old grizzled veteran. Right. He's a, but he also needs errors, right? But uh, he, um, his Earth Fury was the one trying to get them to get together. Uh huh. But it was like she's saying no, but yet he's still going forward with it because, and then it's like, oh well, she really wanted it in the end. I don't know. I'm just I'm really I, tired well, of that storyline. Well, I, when was she saying no? She says it at the very beginning of the scene. She says, no, we shouldn't, we shouldn't. And then she gives in. Because of the earth grafting. Uh, presumably, but it's, it's, uh, it's not entirely clear. See, this, this, is, this, is, this is the danger of, of listening to something while you know, going on with life. So I, I think I missed the no part and just zoned in or, or focused yeah. in when, when they were in the middle of, of that yeah. scene. And, yeah. then, and then he very appropriately was like, Oh my gosh! I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, this shouldn't have happened. I didn't realize what was going on. Whatever, right? Like yeah. w- once he figured out that that Brutus, which is his Earth Fury, was manipulating her, like he was horrified by the whole thing as well. Yeah, but yeah, according to the wiki, the Earth crafting is used to gain strength, tracking, hunting, manipulate the Earth, calm animals, and inspire lust. Right. Yeah, so. and it's like that was one of the things. Is like the. Six comes up repeatedly in the book, um, and not just like because someone is evil in a way of showing no. evil. Like power plays are throughout it, um, but it's never you don't really actually see healthy sex in it that I can recall. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the the topic and the and and whatever of sex comes up a lot. Uh, other than the slaves, does it ever actually happen? Uh, I can't remember. Or is it just sort of a topic uh, that that the story it's, is sort of? It's how like most of the women yeah. are described, even when it's by the 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 non person narration of the book. Sure. Um, and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. And then there's the collar. Yeah, that collar is evil. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it's. I don't know that it's evil to have put the color in the book, but maybe in the context of everything else, you know, it was just overly much. Yeah. But the concept of the color itself is horrible, and 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 even even Odiana, who was is is all kinds of damaged, right? And and was the one who was kind of owning the power of it's just sex, and I can use it to get what I want or whatever. Um, even she was horrified by the color and how horrible and evil the color was. Like they, I thought the the book uh, probably appropriately um, 
gave no indication other than this is a horrible, horrible thing in reference to the collar. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get the same sort of. Oh yeah. Was... Odiana. Well, like... Odiana was freaking out about having to wear that collar. I know, but then it describes her convulsing in pleasure. Because that's what the collar does. That's the magic of the collar. That's how the collar traps you. The, the collar makes you feel good when you listen to commands. Right. Which is like what, part of that whole power play dynamic I was Absolutely, talking about. Absolutely, yeah. But, but, but everybody was horrified by the collar. Isana was, was flipping out about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. And I got the impression that Odiana specifically was, was horrified by it because she had been ex- exposed to it before. But she wasn't, Odiana wasn't horrified by the idea of using sex to get what she wanted. Um, even in the context of her being a slave and being completely subservient. But she was horrified by that collar. Well, she was, she, well, she did not want to give up that level of power. I mean, when you listen to Odiana and Asana talking, mm. Asana? Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking, um, Oriana has power in that situation because she's like, "Look, you do this thing. Yeah. We'll make it all. We'll all make it out alive. I'll do what I have to do to get us through this, which is actually a very like heroic thing in mm-hmm. a way." Okay. Um, but then as soon as she has that collar on, she has no power. She can't. She can't even like. She has no will. Which is probably and, the, what horrifies her the most. Yeah. Is is the the lack of of uh, uh, agency that she has. Right. And the, th- and the thing is, is like, I, I feel kind of weird uh, because, I don't, I don't know, the whole, uh, everyone's saying that she probably would be better off dead given what she's been, she's gone through, and particularly with the collar on, it just felt kind of weird to me. Yeah. It's amazing how much of, like, I'm aware of all of the sex through the book. But it didn't stand out to me until we sit down and talk about it, you know? Yeah, I know. I think. That's good, though, because that's the point of, of the book club, right? Is that we get to point out things that we otherwise may not have noticed. Yeah, well, and then the number of times they used bitch and whore throughout it. And I know it's supposed to denote that he's a bad guy, but at the same time, I wish that there was just... I'd, I'd prefer different stories, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. And more... More variety of language to denote that he's a bad guy than just those same words repeated. Oh, and that was the other thing. That too. And then also the other one that seemed to go right into a lot of myths that surround uh, things like rape culture and stuff was that uh, there's one part where we find out that the rape charge is a lie. Which one? Pretty sure uh, that that there wasn't... I th- I'm pretty sure that because um, it was was it Bitton that was the one charged or no? Who? Um, remember, there's a, the whole reason they end up getting together. Who's that? Uh, uh, a bunch of the people from the valley, the some of the stadholders. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was because there was a charge of rape from one family against another. Yeah. yeah okay. That, and that's the 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 background behind the animosity between cord. Cordstead or whatever, and Bernard Holt. Yeah, and uh, somebody yeah. else too, whose daughter it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. there's this this uh, description I always 
pretty sure unless I, I mis misunderstood what was being said, was like basically that it wasn't actually rape, it was consensual, but the younger brother saw it and reported it to the father, and then the father was like, well, this has to be rape. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I, that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so other than, than um, the sex issues of... Of the story. No, that's fine. And, and I definitely <laughs> wanted to make sure we talked about that. Um, but there's other stuff going on in the story, too. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so what else ha was going on in this story besides um, questionable sex stuff? Uh, that basically the Marat were gearing up for war, for attacking from whatever. Yeah, so the oh. Marat are gearing up for war and they're war. being um, – is manipulated the right word? I think they were being sort of manipulated by Fidelius. And Fidelius, and he's working for some lord, yeah. um, um, which has an actual like name, Aquitaine. Yes, Aquitaine. Yeah. So he's, he's working for Lord Aquitaine, who's like the second most powerful fury crafter after the first lord. Uh, so if anybody's going to take down the first lord and, and you know usurp the throne, it's going to be this Lord Aquitaine guy. And so they're, they're brewing up this war. They're, they're uh, spurring up the Marat to another invasion, which I thought was very interesting and consistent with uh, the whole fall of the Roman Empire thing, right? Yeah. Rome uh, historians will oftentimes say that Rome fell – for various reasons, but but part of them is is consistently sort of division from within and an attack from from the outside, right? The the barbarian yeah. hordes from the north. Yeah, and it was also the so this first part was um, the crafting felt a lot like Avatar: The Last Airbender, but this part felt a lot like Game of Thrones. Which part? The 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 attempt to try to take over by. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. The yeah. the manipulating of the of the barbarians and and the attacks and the, the yeah all that the yeah. politicking and the scheming mm -hmm. and all that sure. Although I would argue, um, a way less convoluted story than Game of Thrones. <laughs> I and not Game of Thrones, uh, Song of Fire and Ice. I should go back to the yeah. original, the books. Right. Yeah. Less convoluted. It's about the same degree as the HBO series Rome. Okay, which I haven't seen. Very good series. Mm. I believe so. you. So you should do um, the Tome Series Club. This, oh, we should do a, a, a like a film club of watching TV series. <laughs> yeah. We 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 could possibly possibly do that, but it would have to be in the summer when I have time to sit around and watch TV. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah. but yeah, there's this uh, attempt to try to take over. At least the the valley. Yeah. So what, what's the larger like the Marat that attacked? W we're having a hard time taking over the one garrison. Um, and theoretically, if they'd all been unified and, and Tavi hadn't been able to to flip, you know, like half of them to to help the garrison instead of instead of uh, try to take over, they they would have taken the garrison. But it would have been a hard hard fought battle. How is a, a force that is uh, threatening one valley on the outskirts of the empire anywhere close to enough of a threat to take down the the, the emperor? You know. Yeah, it felt small. I was like, okay, so this is just a small little conflict, and 
yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not sure. I get the connection between um, we're t- we're taking over the valley and we're overthrowing the first lord. Yeah. They're not like the breadbasket, are they? I didn't get that impression. Yeah. Could be a domino effect. I don't. I. I don't know. Maybe it's more revealed later on in the series. And how powerful is the fr- freaking first lord? He needed uh, Amara to be able to get somewhere quickly, so he he stirred up the south winds like of the entire region. <laughs> like he just changed the weather patterns and caused massive storms and damage, so that she could move a little faster. You know, yeah. that seems crazy. And like, how good? How much difference is that going to make? Like, so she can move a little faster. So can the people chasing her. What? So what difference does yeah. it make? It just works. Yeah, <laughs> it's magic. Yeah, yeah, but that that is some crazy airbending, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Aang could not stir up the entire south south winds for a region. (laughs) He was the freaking avatar. I know. (laughs) Um, What is it? The other thing that I thought was kind of cool was... um, Oh, God, I forget his name because I want to say Cal Drogo, but... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Thor, how do you pronounce it again? Was it uh, the girl's husband? Oh, the Marat headman? Doroga. Yeah, Doroga. Yeah, Cal Drogo, Doroga is. Doroga, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, I like that he's. One of the things they talk about is how, like, um, none of the Alarans uh, tried to understand the Marat. Mm hmm. Uh, and then he's very clever because he's like, well, unless somebody speaks up in favor of you and says that you're not a traitor, like a an enemy of us, then then you'll have we'll have to eat you. Right. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> if nobody speaks up and says that we could be friends, we're gonna eat you alive. So, you know, Tommy's like, what if I say things? Yeah. Like, oh, you do understand. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, let's go to that meeting then. Yeah. <laughs> See, I really enjoyed that Marat stuff. I, I uh, There was a lot of that sort of um, culture clash and trying to understand each other thing that I got into. The Even even this sort of stereotypical barbarian, you know, um, they we fight all the time to solve our problems, uh, you know, f- feats of strength and whatever. Um, even that had enough of a – have a had a twist on it that I thought it was interesting. Um, well, the, the, the non-existent Fox clan allowed – wit to be or cunning to be your your the your challenge um, attribute that you fought on right and then they went into the crazy wax forest who's it who who thinks of crazy wax forest it's like this weird swamp thing with like a waxy crust on top of it but sometimes it breaks through and then you're in the weird swamp stuff yes. i thought that was super cool like and that's a that, things that's a were they spider things or like insectoid things? I guess well, spider and insectoid is the same. There was <laughs> well, one where they said, I think, I think they said the eight legs came out or something. Okay, I sort of envisioned them as um, I don't know some sort of weird, um, you know, in D and D terms, some sort of weird far realmsy and alien things, you know. But but I thought there were insects as well. Yeah, yeah and they were referred to that way in order to get the crazy mushroom. Right. That can do everything. There is a mushroom. It can heal anything, but you're going to die getting it. So, you know, <laughs> is it worth it? 
I was almost convinced that they were going to say uh, that um, Tavi was actually from, was a Marat. Oh. Who had been like, an, uh, and, but I don't think that's And who knows, goes. maybe they will. Hmm? Who knows, maybe they do later on. Maybe. I just, it, it seemed like if that was going to be what was going what was going to happen, uh, it would have came out during the Feats of Strength or Wit. Yeah. My friend Christine, who's read the series, has revealed to me a bit of what's the fate of, of, of Tavi in the future. So. Yeah, and I'm cheating because I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and, and oh. um, it does not, he, he is not a Marat. I'll, yeah. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a a surprise as to his lineage, but yeah. it is not Marat that I can see. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I thought there was a lot of a lot of things here that are interesting. Uh, of the three books that we've read in this series of non D and D books, one a month thing, um, this is the one I guess I'm most interested in continuing to explore. Um, I don't know if I'm interested enough to actually continue exploring it when I have a huge backlog of things to read, but um, I may come back to it someday just to see. Um, Tracy, you had heard from somebody that that it really picks up around book three. Yeah, like book three or four. Which is which is halfway through the six book series. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. that is that is a little difficult to to swallow, but. Trying to see if I can figure find it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess somebody else had said like first books tend to from uh, Jim Butcher tend to be a little uh, not as good as the other ones. Yeah, I, uh, and I can't speak to that because I think the first Dresden Files book was a lot better than the second one. At least it was more interesting because it was novel and new and interesting because of the the mashup that he does. Sure. Um, the no, I've, I've been I've been George Stormfront the first book. Mm-hmm. Didn't I, finish his side jobs book, which was just a short story. Short stories, yeah. I I enjoyed but, Stormfront, um, and then read Full Moon, and and I Full Moon was fine, but it didn't like grab me like like Stormfront did. And I and I'd heard the same thing with the Dresden File series that you the first three books are really establishing world. Uh, and then after that, you get to tell the story. Well, that's and that works for Dresden Files because it's you know supposed to be like twenty eight books long. <laughs> but, yeah. if, but if you spend the first three books of the Codex Alera out of six establishing the world, well, oh. now you've just established the world for half the series. <laughs> like, yes. when, I want the story. Yeah, and and it's possible that it's a little different, and that the person was really trying to talk about uh, Dresden Files taking that long, but maybe. But at least it seemed to be kind of a pattern. Well, maybe I'll. I mean, I got I get a credit every month, so maybe I'll I'll continue checking out the um, the Codex Alera, and I'll let you guys know um, if I do and and what I think of it. Cool. Well, are we winding down already? I don't know. We could talk more about gender issues, but I, 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 don't, I mean, I don't ha- I don't have an issue with a short book review, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah I don't. I think I kind of wish that we could have cut out a bunch of it and just did the battle scene. The, 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 the last like fourth of it yeah well i, I don't want to cut out the stuff with tavi um but that's happening the same time as the asana odiana stuff that that you didn't like yeah 
the Bernard stuff at that point was kind of a little blah. The Amara stuff was okay. Sure. Like, I, I love how all of a sudden she remembers, oh, wait, um, I was given a lordship once. Can I just start telling you what to do? <laughs> it's like, uh, why didn't you think of that before you were thrown in prison? <laughs> what, what is your problem? Like, you had a guy there who's like a stickler for the rules. So even if it's just an honorary title, it still means you outrank him. Speak up, you know? Yeah, we shouldn't cut out all the Tavi stuff. I just, I thought there were some interesting things, like the uh, earth crafting to raise the walls of the... Oh, yeah, yeah. The defenses? The garrison of the walls. The walls. Because they were, um, they are saying, oh, even if I had a bunch of... Uh, engineers from the Legion, we still wouldn't be able to do it in the amount of time we have. And the country folk were like, hey, it's a good thing we don't have those people because we'll totally be able to do it in no yeah. time. <laughs> They're slow. Right. They think too much. Because there, there was definitely that, that, that axis, too, of uh, city people folk thinking. Yeah. yeah, people thinking they were backwards because they're in yeah. the country. The country bumpkins. Yeah. Who, who know better than anybody else? Right. And the whole, um, I also thought it was interesting that, this, I wish there had been more of it, the stratification in society based on how strong your fury is. Yeah, I wonder if that doesn't come up more, though, later on. Yeah, because um, as I was thinking about it, that makes way more sense to stratify your society on versus, like, some other things. Yeah, and, and I can tell you from looking at the wikipedia page anyway they list the characters and and there is some indication of they are they are listing the the power of people's furies and right. some some people have um have one fury and some people have two furies and uh, fidelius looks like he has three um so th- i mean there's a pretty significant right range of how this works yeah, and yeah the first... and, and there... oh sorry go ahead yeah, the first lord has all of them, I believe. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and there was also the throwaway line that not everyone who has a strong fury becomes a knight. So there's plenty of uh, people in the in the country who ha- who are pretty strong. Well, yeah, sure. And every because everybody and, has a fury, right? So it's just statistics at that point. <laughs> right, and I did like uh, during the battle they decided that since women had furies too. Uh, it was better to have them try and actually use their powers rather than run and hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that was, and and that's part of them. That's part of where I think he's he's purposely tackling some gender issues. Um, you know, and he does that with Amara as well, with with people sort of um, downplaying her, and she's like, "No, screw you! I know what I'm doing." <laughs> you know, um, listen up. You know, so yeah. I can appreciate those efforts, even yeah. if even if this the efforts towards dealing with sex fell short for you. Yeah, and it's it's hard because I still don't feel like the book subverted a lot of those gender issues. But um, well, I, I felt like it, it started to try to build that story. Right? Yeah. I, I'd be curious to see if, if it continues to be a, a theme running through. Right. Like maybe he was just trying to set up the worst possible society uh, to tear it down. Um, but just it, the the way like word choice and the way the scenes were structured often didn't feel like it was adding to that to me. Okay. Um, but you know who knows. 
Good. Yeah. Well, it seems like we uh, we talked it out. Twenty hours of book, forty minutes of conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just hard because there because there are just so many so many characters and but not all of it really made me interested. And yeah, although we've read some other things where I had a much harder time dealing with the characters than this one. The only characters I really had an issue keeping apart were, and that was just early on, was Asana and Amara. Once I got those figured out, the rest of them were, I mean, there's enough differences between most of the other characters, especially with the audiobook because of the way the the reader did the voices. Okay. Um, it was pretty easy for me to tell them apart, except for those two, uh, because I thought they were doing a weird time jump thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the audiobook, if we can real quick. Yeah. What was with the noise effects? Oh, the the music that would pop in every now and then? Yeah. Yeah, so that's an artifact you'll run into on Audible sometimes because the, the, the audiobook was originally recorded for CD. So that was an indicator of the end of a CD, of a disc. Oh, okay. To switch to huh. the other disc. Um, and, and because of the licensing rights or whatever, Audible doesn't isn't allowed, I guess, to take that stuff out. So, okay. so they have to have the original audio as it existed. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I was just confused. Yeah, because sometimes it'd be like you're in the mid, you know, mid paragraph, and all of a sudden there's a there's a, a trumpet flourish. You know, like wait, what, what was that? <laughs> and I feel like I it, it stuck out more to me near the beginning of the book, and so I, I thought that it was. I was wondering if it was some sort of chapter thing, although I realized later that she just says when it's a new chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then I was, that was also why I was having a hard time, I think, with some of the characters, keeping track of characters, because I honestly thought we were switching scenes. It was indicating a, a change of scene, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've run into that before with audiobooks. Um, I've listened to enough audiobooks at this point that I've seen that before where they originally recorded it for for disc and then that they have those things to indicate a disc change but yes. obviously with a download you don't have a disc change so great uh and that's the end of this episode of the tome show book club we want to say thank you to eric m Paquette, our regular tome show book club co co-host uh, as well as all of our listeners for their support and using our affiliate links. And if people, if pe- I, I didn't, I forgot to pimp Eric. If people want to check out Eric or talk to Eric, you can find him on Twitter at act Eric M Pack P A Q. Right? Yes, that anything, is correct. Anything else you need to promote? Have you started a new empire you need to inform people of? No. And if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email at thetomeshow at gmail.com or call our biz line at 919-BIZ-TOME. That's 919-B-I-Z-T-O-M-E. And you can find show notes for this show and other great shows, uh, D&D shows, over at thetomeshow.com. That's our thoughts on Furies of Calderon. We'll be back next month reading of Dice and Men. Until then, keep turning the page, Tomites. I'm off the wall.